No, okay. Alright, I'm ready. Okay. Hey there, folks. I'm Isaac, and I'm building cities. And I'm Claire, and I have the golden watering can. And this is... Make, Make That, that game. game! Where we pitch the latest... The greatest... New video game ideas... That... Aren't gonna get made... they're not but we're gonna pitch them anyway isaac yeah we gotta put them out there we got to if not us who people gotta know people gotta know about all these ideas people must know it's important um yeah yeah so isaac's what do you have a game to pitch to us today i actually do oh wow okay great um the working title is logistician which i I think nope i need to say it one more time Logistician. Okay. Uh, logistician. I okay. just put it into Google Translate to Latin because yeah. I thought it would be funny because I knew it was a Latin word. And uh, from what I remember from 15 minutes ago, that mm-hmm. was how it was pronounced. But I think I added a little bit of a French flair yeah. to the Lo- Ian the- there. Yeah. And, may- and maybe it was Logistician or something like that. But anyways. Yeah. It is a 4X grand strategy game about moving resources and building roads. And now if you don't know what a 4X game, I don't. like grand strategy game is. Oh, you don't. Oh, I don't. perfect. Yeah. This, uh, this explanation is for you. Awesome. Uh, all the listeners know exactly what this yeah, is, obviously. obviously. Because they are pro pro gamers. Oh, and I'm not a um, pro gamer? Wow. No, wow. sorry. You're not. Wow. Uh, <laughs> have you ever made money playing a video game? Not yet. <laughs> But if you uh, okay. subscribe to our YouTube channel, you're going to help us get there. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we got to get that monetized. Okay. <laughs> so 4X Grand Strategy Game. Um, Have you ever gotten paid to play a video game? Uh, don't worry about it. No? Okay. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I <laughs> forgot one of the... So the 4X represents four core uh, gameplay elements um explore expand exploit and exterminate so this is technically more of a 3x game because the exploit one no it removes the exterminate the exploit is about like uh resources like if you find a grove of wood you exploit the resources you gain wood and move on i don't think it's about exploit i don't think it's like colonial yeah, exploit means players gather and use resources in areas they control and improve the efficiency of that usage. That is actually the core of this game. Then what does it is log- exterminate mean? Exterminate means destroy your enemies. Okay. It does That's sound not- like colonialism, the game, but... I mean, effectively, and I mean, we have talked about this before. Yeah, Most have. of these we games have. are that, and it makes me feel weird that I like these games so much, but... So, yeah, we remove the exterminate part because this isn't so much about commanding armies. This is about supporting armies. This is you are running the logistics of an empire. Uh, So what the actual gameplay is, is you have this big sprawling map of the empire that you run. And I call it the empire in my notes. Let's 
let's just say I've taken a lot of inspiration from like the Roman Empire, so like that kind of like era, but it could apply anywhere and anytime because um, it's a generic enough concept. You have the map, and the map is split into like different territories. It has the basic roads that you start the game with, and like one of the difficulty levels could be like how established the empire is when you start. Like, does it start with no roads for super difficulty? Does it start with lots of roads for the easiest? So that's like one of the cool factors that you could tweak to make different games unique. You could randomly generate the empire, randomly generate like the starting roads resource nodes cities and various war fronts and whatever else would eventually get involved what you as the player do is each like province each county whatever the breakup is has a couple of different ratings that you keep track of and make decisions based on so like scarcity the amount of resources that they have is like listed as the scarcity the amount of wealth they have is like straight up money, uh, which is often tied with scarcity, but I wanted to split it out to just have a couple extra factors to tweak. Uh, safety is like, are wolves, bandits, or enemy soldiers like marauding this province? Like, is it super dangerous because of a massive pack of wolves? Or like, is it on a war front so there's tons of enemy soldiers? And then loyalty is like the likelihood of the province to actually obey you because you're not actually the emperor. And even if you were, there would be some level of like, if you say, hey, I need your quarry to send a bunch of stone to this other province, if their loyalty's low, they might not do that. So that's that's an interesting okay. little feature in this game. Um, the majority of what you do is dictate where roads are built and where resources are sent. Um, you don't control like troop movements, but your troop movements will be based on the roads you build, obviously. And um, yeah, you can say, hey, we need province x to send all of its wood that is harvested this last year and it needs to be sent to the war front for siege machines or something occasionally the emperor the actual emperor is going to give mandates which may fall like be what you were doing anyways because it's a good idea but sometimes it's bad ideas sometimes emperors have bad ideas and they're like uh take all of the food from our main cities and send it to the out borders and mm -hmm. you have to listen to it and you have to figure out how to listen to it and it takes priority so that's like the the mechanics um and then a couple of the design elements that i'm going for are to to sell the importance of roads info only updates when you actually get messengers back from those provinces so your player character exists uh well I originally thought like you would live in the capital and you would send messengers out and receive messengers, but I think it would be an interesting thing for you to be able to move around physically yourself. And then that affects things too. Like you can send, you get messengers faster from the front if you're closer to the front. So I've just added that gameplay element. Okay. You actually have a character in the world that you move from province to province and you can risk yourself for benefits or you can stay in safety and you know, there's various downsides. But Normally, in, like, these kinds of grand strategy games, like Crusader Kings, Europa Universalis, and, like, the Total War games, like, you get instant updates. Like, if 
if something far away from the capital, like if an enemy attacks it, you instantly know that you got attacked. Or if you are gathering resources in an area, that goes to like your overall pool of resources and it's instantaneous. But if you give a command, hey, I want to move, and I'm going to keep using this example, stone from province X to province Y, you actually have to send a messenger to X. And then the messenger comes back and says, hey, X agreed to do it. And then in order to see whether the resources actually got sent out or made it there, you have to wait until messengers come back from along the road or from province Y. So there's a lot of shaky information that you're dealing with and you don't get like 100% accurate information all the time. So, Okay. I like uh, that. I like that a lot in the sense of like, making it I guess like adding realism and then also like you can make a mistake and you wouldn't know you made a mistake until like you've already made two more mistakes basically exactly yeah I want to have this like level of uncertainty because of like the I, and the way what I think that this does what what my goal here is I want to really sell the importance of the roads like if you have really solid roads your messengers can move very quickly back and forth among them uh, if you have roads that go everywhere that they need to go and they have good interconnectivity and there's like various routes that they can take, if like one area gets flooded, they aren't completely stuck there. They can take another route, uh, road to get around if you have multiple bridges across one river, all that kind of stuff. The better your roads are, the more information that you're going to get. And also, uh, the safer the roads are. So like you can have road guards going along certain areas. You can command uh, some level of soldiers to like patrol certain roads to improve the safety because if the enemies are all along like this one road your messengers might never make it to where they need to go or they might never make it back and you might never get updates and you're just sitting there like okay it says that this province has like this level here but it also hasn't updated in seven months. So what's so what, really going on out there? So the one thing I'm I'm not clear on and that I think, I mean, maybe I am, but is the actually like what I see when I play the game, because most of, like you said, most of these games, like you would, you would get updates immediately or you'd be able to see the roads actually being built, but it sounds like you're not seeing anything. Like you, no matter what, you're just like, maybe like the inside of a tent and then you get letters and stuff. Like what's nope. the so, visual? So you do get to see like the map. Yeah. So you you see the map of but the empire. But you can't see the live map, right? Because then that would be cheating because you'd know what's coming. Well, so you see the live map, but what it is is like all the information that it displays has like a little note like last updated X in-game months ago. So it's not a live map then. <laughs> if it mm. a live map would be one that's that's like live, like it's updating as it true, goes. So true. So if I said yeah, I'm but... So if I said build this road, then I would see the road built on the map immediately. But that's not yes, what would happen. Yes, that would not. So, like, the outline of the road, like, it would probably show, like, a dotted line on the map to say that you have given the order for the road to be built. And then um, it would have, like, a little progress. And maybe, like, the road would actually fill in, like, from dotted line to solid line as you're building it. And you're getting reports back from the messengers. So, like, well, you so would I think, see... yeah, I think it wouldn't be, like, you wouldn't want a progress bar because what if, like, the messengers hit, like, a rock? Or like a, a bandits, and then you can't, and then the road couldn't be built. Well, like you would see that on the map, and that would spoil it if the messenger is not going to get there right. for another two but days. But 
the map only updates when the messenger right. Get so back that's why you, you can't really have a progress bar. I guess you can, but only if it's messenger focused. Well, yeah, the messenger can come back and be like, "Uh, oh, my lord, the yeah. road is fifty percent complete." So basically, so what I guess my my question, it seems like there's like very little like animated things happening on this, like because it's like a map that will update, but it can't update with. You know, it's not going to be like a slow moving progress bar, like people like building a road, right? Because you can't because that'll spoil it. Or like, you know, you can't see the troops physically move because that would spoil it. So it would more be like you'll see where they are at one update and then someone updates you that they've moved to this new camp and then you check and then like they would be at that camp. But like there's no it's very like simple in that sense. It's not like simple mechanically, but it's simple like. You're right. You're right. There, There would not be like, yeah, in Crusader Kings, you see like the troops walking from uh province to province uh boats sailing across the ocean and all that you wouldn't really see that in this game it probably would probably artistically look like a drawn map yeah i don't i mean i don't think it's a bad thing i'm just saying that's like that's how i'm kind of imagining that like you can't really have a lot of like moving elements because the whole point is that you don't know what's happening (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then yeah, uh, the other design point is to even more add to the you don't know what's happening, uh, except for what your messengers tell you. You also, you are not the commander of the empire. You're not the emperor. You only do the logistics behind the scene. So you are not the person deciding which wars are getting waged. Um, and you're not the one deciding like grand projects for the empire. You're just getting told... Like, hey, we're at war in the east now, so make sure the roads are good for us to send soldiers from the the heartlands to that border. I know we're also at no- war. We're still at war with the north, and that's going poorly. Make sure you keep the roads upkept up there, too. But I have just on a whim decided that we're also in the war to the east. And you, as the logistician, have to deal with that that's that's kind of one of the key things that this game is throwing at you to shake things up um a lot of games have like random events where something something happens and you have to react to it that's what this is the emperor is a silly little man who makes bad decisions and throws all your perfectly run logistic empire into into the fray Mm mm-hmm so yeah, that's logistician. Right. I think that's all I've got to go over. <laughs> uh, I guess there's one other note, um, just related to the different ratings that the provinces have. Uh, doing things in certain provinces changes the ratings a little bit. So like, if if you want a province to be more loyal to you, you send more resources to that province, or like give it a shipment of gold, or increase the soldiers. Or something, but like, I don't know. Was that obvious? Was it obvious I, that you would be playing with those like different meters? I mean, by we, doing that since kind of you stuff? mentioned, since you mentioned there was like a loyalty meter, then a little bit you already said. Yeah, that. okay, I thought so, but uh, let's make it explicit. That's yeah. one of the, that's one of the things. That's why those different meters exist, so that you can make judgments like, oh, I need to build better roads here because uh, it's scarce. So we need better re- like we need the ability to get resources in there. Or it's not safe, so I better hire road guards using em- the emperor's money. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, logistician. There you Bing. go. That's Bing. a game idea. Yeah, we did it. it. See you next week. I'm gone. <laughs> okay, well.
Sounds good. Bye. No. Oh, <laughs> do you have a game idea, Claire? I do. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Do. Is it about building roads? Um, a little bit. Yeah. It's actually also a city builder. So welcome. What? <laughs> I don't know. Incredible. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, wow. So my game idea is called Oh No Bears. <laughs> And Isaac probably knows a little bit about what it's going to be about because we were having a conversation in the car. I used um, things that happen around you as my inspiration for this game. (laughs) So there's a fun story. You can Google it. Um, I just looked up Libertarian Beartown, New Hampshire. (laughs) And I found it pretty quickly. What a good Google search. Um, So that's what you look up. And it's Grafton, New Hampshire. I forget the year. But it was a little, it was a while ago. But basically, um, if you don't know, New Hampshire has quite the libertarian population libertarians believe that the government should have no control over anybody or anything they do right that's pretty that's pretty solid it's pretty succinct way to describe it um and so they said hey what if we just made a town where we can have all of where we can just do that we can just have no rules and just be libertarians in our libertarian society and they were like yeah let's pick let's do it hell yeah and they (laughs) they picked grafton new hampshire um and what happened was because they didn't have any like services or like public policies yeah they didn't have animal control they also did not have uh garbage people like they didn't have a garbage system um because i forgot that that was part of it that's really the big reason so uh grafton's really up north in new hampshire and up north there's a lot of animals including bears and um yeah one of the reasons that garbage management is so important in our society is because of animals because we live in you know a world with animals and they're hungry and Mm -hmm. they smell things Garbage smells good. So, yeah, what happened was because there was no garbage systems, because that's usually a public-funded system, right? Like, our taxes fund garbage collection. Um, don't forget that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not just something, although, depending on where you are, it is also a private service. That's It could be, yes. You do know a little bit about the garbage industry. <laughs> I do. I am a bit from a big garbage family. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, though. That sounds like an insult. <laughs> it does, oh, but it's no. not. It's true. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Isaac and his garbage family. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it can be different in different places. But the main point is these libertarians, they weren't prioritizing that. And then bears came and they said, this sounds great. There's just food everywhere for me. And they basically ran them out of the town and they had to like get it under control before people could go back. And because they were literally everywhere, they just, bears took it over. One of my favorite parts about that story was because there was like no government oversight and they could not set town policies. Bad actors like played a part in this. Like there was people who were leaving donuts in their backyard to attract bears for whatever reason. And because there was no like actual governance, nobody could stop them. They were like, no, we founded this town on individualism. If I want to do this, I'm allowed Uh, to. And no one could tell them, oh no, actually please don't. Yeah. No, it's kind of a beautiful thing. So anyway, so that happened. And you might be saying, well, Claire, you're this is supposed to be a game pitch, not a fun story time about about libertarians. And you're right. So the game Oh No Bears is a city builder where your job is to build a town for libertarians. But the 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 difficult balance is that you have to make it with not with en- enough rules that the bears don't outrun your town. 
But, when, but but if you do too much rules, do the, the people, people leave? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so basically, I love this balancing act that you've got. Yeah. This is great. So I imagine it looking like so. My dad used to play Caesar that game. Yes. Yep. So I imagine it kind of looking like that, not quite as um, like a modern like three D instead yeah. of pixel art kind of deal. And and and. You know, so you'd build your town, like you'd start, you like you were like you'd do roads, you do all this stuff, and then, but a lot of it would be ordinances, kind of like Animal Crossing, I guess, like ordinances where you know you set the ordinance of like, are you gonna have a police force? Are you gonna have animal control? Are you gonna have? And then mm. you'll see like your citizens, kind of like, um, like happiness meters of like how like satisfied they are with living so, there. So kind of like a zoo tycoon or whatever, yeah, where you yeah, can yeah, click yeah. on someone and they're like, I had a burger, it was good. I waited too long yeah. in line. So you like click face. on someone and they're, they're like, they're like, I wasn't allowed to like shoot fireworks in the town center. <laughs> I want to leave, and so your goal is to keep your population up while not being overrun by bears. And so just like zoo tycoon, well, I don't know about zoo tycoon, but I used to play mall tycoon. And mm. if your mall got really bad, it would be overrun by zombies. I don't really know why, <laughs> but kind of like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like, and the bears are the zombies. Yeah. In this so case. like, like as you lose rules, you'll suddenly see like more bears approach. <laughs> so yeah. So you just want to. It's basically like, how long can you keep this town alive? <laughs> either okay. Either having you have to maintain a certain population, and you also have to not have bears. And that's the game. Okay. And it's called Oh No Bears. Okay. I like it. Uh, 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 that d- Is this a learn up kids game? Not really, because I don't it think... It seems like it has some educational value. No, I, I would say no, because, like, I wouldn't want a learn up game to focus on, like, providing a correct town for libertarians, right? Like, True. You're right. You're like, right. There, is there an inherent lesson in the whole tale? Yeah, there is. But I don't I don't really want to hit that over the head, you know? Like, it's, Fair. this is supposed to be, like, a funny game based on, a, on an in- incident, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well, that's hey, my that's game. Well, hey, that's a good... Oh, no, Bears. Um, I did I'm wanna, funding it. Yeah. So, I want us to... Do, it's not really a new segment, but it's not an often segment we can um, have. And it's called Listener Mail. <laughs> oh, that's right. I actually had that open and I was going to, I completely forgot about it. So thank you for, we yeah. have Listener Mail. Yeah, we have Listener Mail. And um, I'm just skimming it. So Listener Megana and also Guest Megana. So you can watch Megana's episode. Mm-hmm. I'll leave a link or a note or something a, a pigeon will come a messenger will come to you with information about how to watch Megan's episode um but she wrote in and she wrote us a little essay so i don't know maybe isaac you and i can tag team um this listener mail so the so i like that it is uh set up in in sections, sections so yeah. i think because we just did pitches, right. so we can read the pitch part, yep. and then I'm going to ask a question, and before I do that, oh, I can respond yes. to the so that... Isaac asked a question part. I can read that out loud. Yeah. So that's Sounds that... good. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to read... Ma- so Megan has sent in a pitch. Um, so let us know what you think about this pitch, and if you are like, wow, this is so cool that someone's getting their game pitch read on Make That Game, the podcast, you too can have that happen. Just send us an email at makethatgamepodcast at gmail.com. Um, um, we would love that. So anyway, so, um, Megan, I kind of summarized it cause she did text it to me and then emailed it officially. So it is called, we won't respond to the, 
This is uh, for a specific listener that I know. We won't respond to anything unless it's a YouTube comment, a Twitter thing. You can't just DM me on my personal account. Yeah, we don't care how much you expect me to respond officially on the podcast. Yeah, okay? we don't care how much you know us or think you're a VIP. <laughs> this is you how go you through get the on same the channels as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, you have to engage with us through the channels, the channels we have set up for you. All right. Um, boundaries yes. no parasocial relationships <laughs> i mean if you want to dm us on our official twitter and instagram accounts yeah, at make fine. that game pod go for it but like not on my account yeah <laughs> anyway no, 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 no. but megan all I right do, so you, into the pitch into the <laughs> pitch so the game is called band of bards um, and it is an rpg where you can only recruit bards you collect legendary like instruments and find a divine stage to play to plan a performance to appease angry gods. So I see a little, I see a little of the uh, Apple game, Ragnar Apple. Yeah, you know? no, that's my first thought too. Angry gods, Apple game. There mm-hmm. we go. The world is vast, and towns and natural features are named and themed after music genres, which I, which I told Megan, it sounds like Trolls World Tour, but like in a good way. Yeah. And of course, background music supports this. Example, a mountain range called the Bluegrass Mountains or a chill beach town called Bossa Nova. Oh, it sounds so good. I love that. Uh, I want to play right now. You, you of course, get to pick what your band looks like and what your instrument specialty is, each of which would provide a different play style. Brass is more offensive, string healing focused, percussion more defensive, woodwind more status effects, and vocals are sort of a jack of all trades, but doesn't excel at any one area. So I have a question. Yeah on this and maybe you can answer maybe maybe we wait for megana to respond yeah. in co- youtube comments or something but now was were, were those decisions like gut feelings like just from personal experience or i don't know is there is there some kind of theory like brass is a more offensive tone i mean i'm guessing string is more chill so it's it, it, it it's healing like is is that is there musical theory for that? Or? Yeah, I mean, Megana is a great person to answer this because she was in band, marching band for a while, and and did like jazz band and does play brass instrument. We actually, she was in a campaign of D and D I ran, and she was a brass dragon, and her thing was that she invented the trombone. <laughs> good, good. That is a good character. Concept. It was really good, and also the concept was that like since that was the first trombone, and like she had a trombone. But it was the first one in existence, so all the other characters had to be like, what's that? <laughs> Love it. Um, it's really good. So anyway, but yeah, I, I will say also that when I said brass is more offensive, because that was the first one, I think she means offensive in the sense that like fighting for... Right, like, oh, yeah. I pronounce those the same. Yeah, same. But well, I offensive guess I... Offensive and offensive. offensive. I... I was just thinking it meant like brass is more offensive. Like people, like ah, no. People are offended by it. Yeah, no trumpet. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway, to back to the pitch. Um, hold on. All right, I lost my place in it. Ah. After you pick your instrument specialty. Yes. After oh yeah, because you have the same thing open. After you pick your yeah. instrument specialty, you pick your primary instrument and set off into the world. Music is used to fight monsters, solve puzzles, and complete side quests. As you befriend bards to help you on your journey, you can also befriend other bands to help you perform at the Concert of the Gods. So it's like a, that's great. It's like a big concert, Mm, big festival. Best of all, there should be an option to use Guitar Hero or Rock Band-like controllers. And multiplayer should be offered as well. I'm really excited about this game and hope something like this actually exists. A cross between Rock Band, Wandersong, and Final Fantasy. (laughs) So. And Trolls World Tour. (laughs) In my I mind. don't know about the um, 
using a rock band controller and i don't know how much they get into like the actual rhythm based go- gameplay but for the gamecube let me find this <laughs> um there was a game i think it was about chopin yeah it's a game called eternal sonata uh oh you've mentioned this before to me, I it's think. yeah. It is a role-playing game, music-focused. It's about Chopin. Yes, yeah, so you basically the you play as Chopin in a fantasy world, and I mean, as an example of what this is doing, the other characters are named Polka, Allegretto, Beat, Viola, Salsa, March, like these falsetto. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is as close to the game that you described. As you're going to get, if you can track down a GameCube. Oh, it was never actually on the GameCube. It was (laughs) Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Why did I think GameCube? I don't know. But with Rock Band, you've never played Rock Band, right? You played Guitar Hero. So Rock Band, I love Rock Band. I've hinted at the podcast before that I do have a Rock Band history. (laughs) Oh, man, it's like the best. It's like, oh, it's so good. So anyway, uh, because they have like the, they have a whole like story mode and you're like a band like traveling and trying to to make it big and oh man i got so into it but yeah rock so it has four instruments so you have bass guitar drums and vocals and those are all separate controllers so it really feels like you're like part of the band and i like the idea of band of bards having like a multiplayer like a drop-in multiplayer style thing where normally you would control your party is a single player, but if your friends were over, you could actually like yeah. rock band style it. Yeah. And then with the and have your friends sing. <laughs> and maybe you could even like MMORPG it and have like like you can meet other bands, like real bands that are playing the game and like jam sesh together. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'm throwing it off. But yeah, so I, I love this. Band of is Band of Bards, right? I just closed. Band of Bards. Band of Bards. Yes. So that's Megan's pitch. And again, if you want to hear your own pitch on our podcast, we will read it. It is uh, through email at makethatgamepodcast at gmail.com. Please do so. The end. So Isaac, you mentioned that you had a question and also that Megan had a response to your question last week. So let's move on to our segment. Isaac, ask the question. So, okay, yeah. So last week I asked about uh, game series and the differences between different entries in a series. Like, what do you like games to be mostly the same? Do you like games to uh, vary wildly between different entries? Uh, do, do you like to play the same game 10 times? Or do you want to play 10 completely different games with the same name, theme, etc., characters? So... Megana says, for the Isaac Asks a Question segment, if I were in charge of Pokemon, I'd actually just want to make a spinoff rather than making a new iteration to the franchise. Primarily a Pokemon slash Story of Seasons slash Rune Factory crossover where you recruit Pokemon to help you on your farm, grow berries and apricorns to create potions, items, and Pokeballs and fall in love with a creative cast of Pokemon trainers, shopkeepers, etc. That's just part one, but I do want to say that's two pitches in one email. (laughs) And that is a beautiful pitch. That's actually, that is an underserviced realm of the Pokemon franchise. I feel like they should be doing like a little slice of life because they've, they've done the main games. They've done like dungeon crawlers, like roguelike dungeon crawler style games. 
They've done like Arceus, which is like basically the main gameplay from the or the gameplay from the main games, but like just different enough to be considered like a side game. But they have never done like this slice of life farm game that I'm aware of. And let's go for it, Nintendo. Let's go, Game Freak. Let's do it. Uh, but I digress. Mega mm-hmm. Me- Megana continues. If I had to continue the Pokemon Legacy as it currently is, I would like to do something where all previous game gimmicks could be added in. Like, what if the first few gems were focused on battle styles? So Pokemon introduced over the years double battles, where you have two Pokemon fighting two Pokemon. Triple battles, where you have three Pokemon fighting three Pokemon. And rotation battles, which were incredibly silly. And I don't even think I could adequately explain it in the time we have on this podcast. But... Then the next few could be focused on Mega Evolution. The next few use these moves, then Gigantamaxing, and then finally the Elite Four uses all of them at once. Either that or there would be multiple Pokemon leagues dedicated to each gimmick. Of course, there'd be a bunch of new Pokemon and even in, maybe even introduce a new type, but I'd want to make sure it would be as visually pleasing as possible. Actual high-quality animations, less cutscenes, having the Pokemon follow you around and interact with the world around you. So... I like all of this. Um, I went over Mega Evolutions, Z-Moves, Gigantamaxing uh, last episode. So listen to that (laughs) because I think I use Pokemon as my example. Uh, It would take a lot of time to explain them all again. But uh, I would like this idea. I would like them to actually reuse these mechanics in a better way. And I like the escalating scale of kind of like introducing new mechanics and like incorporating it into the main gameplay because I think one of the problems uh with like rotation battle was I don't think there was ever a gym leader who actually did it. There was like a guy behind a building somewhere that if you talk to he'd be like, check out the new fun thing, rotation battles. Want a rotation battle with me? And that was like the only time in the game that it ever happened. Um whereas at least with like double battles like there was at least one gym leader in every game that would actually use it. But yeah, thanks for the email. Thanks for answering my question. I think those were good ideas. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's time, it's, it's time for me to ask a new question. It's time. And this week, my question is, do you have an on-site genre? Is there a type of game that you will want to play almost no matter what? As soon as you see that it falls into this genre, you're like, okay, I feel like I'm going to have to play that oh. one. If so, what, is, what it? is it that draws you to that specific genre? Now, it sounds like you had an answer. No, I was going to ask you to define genre for me. Oh. <laughs> Before I uh, answer, because I'm not quite sure. Okay, so in video games, genre generally refers to, like, the overarching, like, gameplay style, like... Well, because um, so I think of genre like, okay, adventure, action-adventure, RPG, um... Yeah. Like, okay, because I, I feel like that's almost too broad to say, like, because there can be RPG games I love and RPG games I'm like, no thanks, right? Yeah, so you might, like, your answer to this might be that you don't have an on-site genre. What I think, or what I think you might want to ask, what I think you're trying to get at is, so Reading Glasses, which is a podcast I've mentioned before, it's very good, 
Um, they have things wheelhouses. Like, what's your reading wheelhouse? Basically, if you see a book that has these elements, you'll buy it. Like, you, like the video game question you came up with. Like the same. Oh, uh, effectively, yes, that is. But uh, I think that they narrow it asking. down yeah. more. Where it's, I don't just say fiction because, like, that's way too broad, right? Like, right. I mean, it's easier for me to say what I won't play. I think um, <laughs> versus what I will. <laughs> but based on Binding of Isaac, you absolutely will not play roguelikes. Nope, roguelikes, uh, first-person shooter. I guess, yeah, I guess there's not one genre because it has to have something else that, like, catches me, right? Like, I don't okay. I don't generally like slice of life farming, that kind of thing, except I do like Animal Crossing, you know? So, like, that was, like, an exception to the rule. Yes. And then, like, first person can be hard, but if I play as a cat, then I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you are more nuanced than me, it sounds like. <laughs> Well, we've learned that we think about video games very differently. But yeah, so I'm yeah, going to say... And that, well, that's why this podcast works, I think. Because yes. you think that Kirby is... I'm bringing it back, folks. Move, jump, suck. <laughs> and I I have a lot more subcategorizations of how that movement uh, is happening. Yeah. What so, you're doing with that jumping. <laughs> so I think if I was to say my video game wheelhouse, like what elements of a game are going to get me to play it or get me to really want to play it, um, it would be like visual, so like it has to look cool, and 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 mm-hmm. it, and like for me that means like either like a cutie three D kind of like an, like new Animal Crossing, new Link's Awakening, or like a very yeah. artsy like um, Gris. Yeah, exactly, like Grease. Even though that turned out not to be that great, but <laughs> unpopular. Oh, you didn't opinion. like it? I gave. I honked oh. and bonked it. I'll I'll, I'll try to you find did. the episode, but I I liked it. I didn't think it lived up to the hype. Okay. Like it was at the end fair. of the day, that's it just kind of felt like a plat, like a like an like a pretty platformer, and everyone was like, "This game is like blah blah," and it's like <laughs> it was a pretty platformer. It was a vibe. It was great, but it, you know, eh. Um, let's see if I get any hate for that. <laughs> but yeah, so it has Hopefully to look not. like either artsy or kind of like this three D fun um, style. Polly Pocket. If it looks like Polly yeah, Pocket, she'll buy it. It's true. I, I had forgotten how much Link's Awakening looks because it looks more like Polly Pocket than any other of the new 3D style games because they do a thing with um, focus, like depth of field. So like everything slightly out of frame is slightly out of focus. So it looks tiny. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's the, so good. That game looks, it's the best look of any game. I just can't get over it. It looks like Polly Pocket and I, I love it. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so it has to look cool in my opinion. I think the story has to be compelling um, and like, like I have to be able to be like sucked into the story. I'm not going to really get sucked into the gameplay necessarily um, for, for the gameplay's sake. Like I need to be motivated by something to do it. And then there has mm-hmm. to be some kind of like customization outfit scenario decor. Like I want to be able to like change the walls of my hut or like the out, like my hat collect a hat. I don't know. Like that's, those are like the three top things. Okay, so what I'm hearing is, uh, you will play turn em up, turn up em ups, and Link's Awakening em ups. Link's Awakening doesn't have outfits or decor. Now that I'm thinking about it, which is it does have outfits. Th- that's not the same. Green tunic, that's red tunic, same. blue tunic. No. Nope. But it is, and it, it, I'm not saying that I wouldn't play games that don't fit into these. But like, if those three things exist, I'm like, I want to try that game. Yeah. Like, the story seems and cool. that's what this is asking and, about because right. like I don't go out and buy everything of my wheelhouse. Right. 
I have a little bit more self-control than that, sadly. Or, barely, but <laughs> we did run barely. out of room on two SD cards on the Switch, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so what about you? What is your genre? And then also, if you have a wheelhouse, wheelhouse, but. Yeah, so City Builders. Oh, yeah, you love that. And I think we knew yeah. this going into yeah. this. Yeah, And it's especially convenient. And this always happens on accident. Folks, we do not talk about these ideas no, beforehand. We don't. So the fact that I came up with like a 4X grand strategy about building roads and she came up with a city builder. And then I asked a question where my answer was city builders. Coincidental. It, but all of our every time I ask a question, I feel like it actually falls in line with like what the rest of the episode has been about. I know it's just it's magic. I'm magic. I'm I'm great at this. But yeah, city builders. Every time I see a city builder on Steam, on Epic Game Store, one comes across me on Twitter. I at the very least wish list it, and then it's like okay, but. I'm already playing 19 other games right now. I have uh, not even, like, really finished to a satisfactory extent, like, Wandering Village. Do I want to buy another $30 City Builder game that I am going to maybe spend four hours on, and then another game comes out, and I feel compelled to buy that? So I have been picking and choosing a lot more lately, but I get interested in every single one. I, like, wish list it. I like look at it. I put it into my shopping cart on Steam, and I like I'm I'm at the checkout button, and I'm like, ooh, but uh, is this a good purchase? Is this a good use of my money? Every single time, people, city builders, four four X grand strategy games like Crusader Kings. Uh, people have been talking about the newest release from Paradox Interactive, which does a lot of these games, uh, Victoria, and I'm like, ooh, but Victoria, should I? Should should I buy Crusader Kings, but in the Victorian era? Hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm already playing other games. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I'll get to it eventually. Well, anyway, yeah, that's great. Um, cool. So, yeah, please leave your game genre that you will just buy on site in the comments. I thought of, as you were talking, I was like, well, if it has Kirby in the title, I will put it in the cart. But that's not a genre. That's that's a series. Uh- okay fair yeah uh it is a jump jump move jump suck them up so series <laughs> move, jump, suck you can up. make anything a genre by adding them up to yeah. like a, a vaguely descriptive correct phase, so anyway let, let us know down below in the comments or send us an email dm us on instagram to twitter maybe if it's still around by the time this podcast comes out they're speed running the destruction <laughs> so agdq tweeted on their official um, um, account um no speed running like the destruction of twitter uh or the bankruptcy of twitter or something it's not a valid uh, category category yeah which so. i thought was pretty funny it is pretty funny it is um all twitter right. is just a playground now no <laughs> e- even the official brand accounts like that have to maintain a a, a modicum of decorum are not doing that anymore <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't think that's for this podcast to say. True. Yeah. <laughs> you're, okay. All right. Let's let's rapid fire or something. Yeah, it's the rapid fire round. So in the rapid fire round, we generate three random words. They are completely random. We do not know these words ahead of time, and we have to create a game based on those three words in five minutes. Isaac, are you ready with the timer? I am. Starting now. Okay. Charismatic. Joint. Fear. 
So joint makes me think of um, marijuana. Oh, okay. I was thinking like which woodworking. Which but... also plays into because of paranoia. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then I don't know how you get charismatic in there. I also don't know how it's a game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be a first-person horror game where yeah. you play as a stoned person. Their first time. Um, their first time. How, oh, you... here we go. Here we go. A charismatic friend has convinced you to smoke for the first time, and it's too, and you did too much, and you overdid it. You overdid it, and you're like wandering through like a creepy abandoned house because that's the best place to. Because you're in New Hampshire, where it's still illegal to smoke weed, so you yeah, uh-huh. you can't just smoke it in your room. Correct. Um, <laughs> so you're in a creepy abandoned house, and then your friend disappears, and now you have to like go through the house, but you're also stoned and paranoid and you're hearing sounds and everything's ah Yeah, so you won't you know like what's real, what's stuff. not real, like yeah, yeah. No, I like yeah. this. But maybe as you play, one of the mechanics could be like as you play because it's like it'll like get worse and then it'll start to get better. So like the longer you're in the house, like the more things look like normal and then they like settle down. Uh but I I feel like to stop you from doing that, maybe there's a mechanic where you continue to smoke. Yeah, because the charismatic friend keeps coming back and being like, oh, what? You're done already? Yeah, take another hit, dude. Take another hit. And then you're like, no, 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 but it's almost normal time. I almost found my way out. <laughs> it's like, sorry, bro. That's good. Uh, All right. So we call it... So puff, I puff, wanna... paranoia. The video, No. Puff Puff Paranoia doesn't really sell the horror genre no. that well. Um, what were you gonna say? I was trying to fit like dank into it, like take a normal fear, uh, dank, like dank dungeon. That is actually, I'm pretty sure a game, but um, <laughs> okay. fear like like uh, make it like sound very horror-y, like fear of darkness. Fear of or dankness. something, but then fear of dankness. That's that's what I was kind of trying. Remember when dank was like a way to say cool? Did that exist in your school? Uh, y- yes, yes, it did. Good times being a millennial. <laughs> dank. Uh, dank like dank cabin. Oh, that does um, not no- nothing with dank in it is really coming out to me so like what other spooky we've got two words? minutes left though to just hang out and uh think of all the spooky words that have to do with pot um stench of fear bong bong goes the scary clock. wait is there something paraphernalia and paranoia 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 no. that sounds like you're afraid of paranoia or you like paranoia yeah, no, that sounds like you like it. Yeah, uh, no. Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia? No, that's nothing. No, it sounds that... like a weird disease. I'm not... are, are, <laughs> no. Are we going anywhere with this, people? No. no. Like, okay, no, so not. dropping Drop the paranoia, dropping paranoia, paraphernalia connection. Yeah, no. They've got para, but that's all. All right, let's see. We've got bong, pipe, jump suck. Um,. What, you just threw that. You can't just abuse this new catchphrase. Okay, fine. You can't just. Bong pipe joint. Blunt. <laughs> what if doobie, we just. What dubious. Doobie doobie boo. Dubious can, cabin. Sorry. Dubious you, cabin. Dubious cabin. 
All right, I'm calling it time Please. with 45 seconds left. Dubious cabin. Dubious cabin. I don't know if you fully the first heard person me say blunt explorer exploration horror game. I don't know if you fully heard me say doobie doobie boo, but I did say that, and I just wanted you to fully react. I'm not giving you a reaction for that one. You I'm did. Not. You already Stone did. Stone faced. You already no, did. No. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for our next three words? Yes. And I am starting the timer now. Okay. Privacy. Party. I like this. Uh. Outside. Okay. That's pretty easy. Uh, do you want to say your idea first? No. I want to hear your idea first. Okay. So your... <laughs> Next door neighbor is throwing a rager and people keep coming across like the lawn border and like using the bathroom in your house. (laughs) And you have to build a complex system of lawn traps and uh, labyrinths to make them get lost before they make it into your house so you can maintain your privacy. So I like that. It's very similar to mine, but I like where you're. So mine was going to be more like you're having the party, but you have to like continuously build a fence during the party to keep the neighbors from coming to your party. So it's like the same idea. So I think I like okay, yours. Okay, I, like, I like it. I like yours better though because I, I like that you're trying to basically, it, it feels like when you play like early Sims and they wash the dishes in the sink, you know, or the kitchen, the bathroom sink. The bathroom sink, yeah. And you have to like figure out how to make them not do that. And like, it's kind of like that where it's like, they're just wandering over and you're like, no, go this way. No, fall into this pit. No, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Follow this shiny object back to your party. Like, I think that sounds really fun. Right, yeah. And then, and so I imagine the gameplay is a lot like, like Plant vs. Zombies where like, or maybe even more like the the Sims, where you have a your your yard and house are represented by like various tiles, and like you can put structures in those tiles. So like you can put a fence, you can put a uh, a rake so that they step on it and it flies up and bonks them in the face, like uh, mm-hmm. Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Um, put like various stuff like that, and then they navigate like. A uh, fence takes a certain amount of time for them to climb over and like each wave. So each party represents a different wave. Um, and then your goal is to survive as many waves as possible. So your neighbor is just continuously throwing these parties and and they get bigger and bigger and the people get more and yeah. more determined to use your bathroom for some reason because they are that drunk and then when so when enough people have penetrated your your yard then the game is over and you start exactly again. <laughs> exactly so it's like a tower defense yeah but game it's... about maintaining privacy I during love a it. rager all right so we call it let's let's name it i think we <sighs> we nailed it let's name it mm, that's a hard one get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> don't throw your trash in my backyard D-T-Y-T-I-M-B-Y. Uh, get off my lawn. G-T-M-L. G-T-M-L. I'm wondering, yeah. Hmm, hmm. Yeah. Huh. See, naming is always the hardest. I like get off my lawn, but I also don't know, because... I guess you are trying to stop them from being on your lawn. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, can can we call it with get off my lawn? Yeah, absolutely. All right. A minute and 40 seconds left, folks. Nice. All right. That's time. 
Are you ready for our final three words? Yeah. Starting timer now. Correction. Prince. Dull. And it's prince like royal prince. Okay. I was about to ask. Yeah. Like fingy prince? <laughs> fingy okay. prince. Correction. Prince. Dull. dull. Correction. And prince. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, remember our prince, our noble, our royalty school idea? Yeah, I do. It's that. We, it's just the same no, game. No, and that doesn't... The no, pencils get dull. No. No. Uh-uh. Not allowed. Correction papers. No. Correcting papers. No. Come up... Okay, fine. Here. We it. did all the work last episode. <sighs> no. <laughs> okay, fine. Come up with a new idea. Okay, so it could be like... Have you heard of the movie The Man in the Iron Mask with Leonardo DiCaprio? I've heard of the movie. So basically the plot is that it, Louis the 16th, I believe, who was very, like the mm-hmm. sun king of France, but he like wasn't cool until like middle of his reign and then he was cool is what I understand from the movie. And so the theory okay. is that like he had a secret twin brother and they like either exile or kill the real prince. I don't know what happened there. And then the twin brother takes over and he's just like better at the job. So I think you need to correct the royal... <laughs> um. By like creating a lookalike and in- placing them instead, so the ga- the the current prince is too dull, and you need to correct it by choosing the correct person for the job. So, okay. So, what's the gameplay like? I don't know. That's your now. It's your turn. Your turn. Okay. All right. So, all right. We the gameplay needs to revolve around finding a look-alike who's good at who also has the correct policies yes (laughs) and then okay all right so it is a series of interviews okay um okay this is going to be a very short game this is going to be a play at once like Almost edutainment style. It like, be like a web, very... like you just log in, play. Yeah, it. it's just like a little web game. But all right, so there is a, a cast of characters. You interview them. And then based on their policies that they, they tell you, uh, it, it's, it's a bunch of uh, menu options to ask them questions. So you have to get all the information you can through interviews. Um, and based on their personality, they might like, not give you good answers and you have to make decisions based on what they do give you and then based on their appearance and their what you can understand of their personalities and policy you pick what the best one would be and then after you pick one of these characters that you've interviewed um you just then there's another gameplay segment which is like kidnapping the old prince and getting him to a boat past all the guards so that you can do the swap. So there's there's two gameplay phases. And then once you've done that, the believability, like the, the public opinion gets tallied up based <laughs> yeah. on how close in appearance it is. So like one of the characters, like like let's say the prince is like a blonde haired, blue eyed, uh like like noble looking guy, and then you pick like a big bearded lumberjack. 
like there's zero believability there but if he's got good policies maybe like, you yeah, okay. still win on approval <laughs> they're like all right we'll pretend like that's the same guy for your sake but you know you have to get a certain rating yeah. or else you failed i mean the you game. have a so little you get more between leeway. f and a you probably have a little more leeway with like the pu- general public in this scenario because we didn't have like photographs and instagram so it's like plus you know, they always saw them up on a right. ledge yeah so like who's gonna how would they know that's I mean that's part of that's part of the gameplay is yeah. you know that so you're like okay I can get the guy with the slightly big nose or yeah, the wrong color gonna, eyes that's not gonna be a big we'll just deal. in the paintings we'll tell the artist paint them blue even yeah. though they're clearly green and then no one will know because they'll see the paintings and be like oh blue eyes yeah okay that's him all right so all right so that sounds like the game let's name it pick the prince yep I like it prince picker no I like pick the prince. <laughs> All right, pick the prince with, oh boy, 15 seconds left Ooh, time. We were almost. We cut it real close. Out, but we did it, and that's our show. Bam. So thank you all for listening. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at Make That Game Pod. You can follow us on YouTube, at Make That Game is our handle. You can find us, YouTube.com, YouTube.com. slash, oh, I... at Make That Game. Make sure you use that ampersand. It's not an no. ampersand. What is it? An- at symbol. Does it have a special I don't, name? What's the at symbol? I don't think the at symbol has a name. All right. It's not an ampersand, though. So the at symbol, make that game. You can find us on YouTube. Please, please subscribe. It really helps us out. Um, even if you don't watch us on YouTube, that would be great. And even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, we would love for you to leave us an iTunes review. You can listen to us on any of your favorite podcast uh, players, pretty much. Um, and that's, you know, that's us. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at makethatgamepodcast at gmail.com. And if you heard a game today that you think should exist in this big wide web of worlds, please, you can go out there and make, make that, that game. game. The absence of a single English word for the symbol has prompted some writers to use the French aerobase or aerobase. I don't know how that would be pronounced. Spanish and Portuguese arroba, or to coin new words such as ampersat and aspirand, or the visual onomatopoeia strudel, but none of these have achieved wide use. So ampersand was actually so close.